Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. There is this narrative here in Canada that we are a very peaceful country, you know, we tend not to get into wars, and depending on how you decide to qualify Canadian history, that is true to a certain extent past a certain point, but Overall, though, there's this conception that, you know, our history is boring because there wasn't all these wars and conflict except for a few really important ones, which is why we're not American. And there's, you know, these rebellions that we had to deal with. It, it What they choose to focus on is very minor. But if we want to talk about the history of Canada, including its first settling, because, you know, American history, as an example, being our next door neighbor, um, to an extent, it starts with the Revolutionary War, but obviously their history and stuff that they take notice of goes back further, usually to uh, the founding of Plymouth Rock, or whatever it's called. So, you know, while they weren't American at Plymouth Rock, it's definitely a part of their history. And that's what I want to talk about today, because the history of Canada is actually pretty bloody, but no one talks about it, and that bothers me. So in short succession, you have the Beaver Wars from 1609 to 1701, the Acadian Civil War from 1635 to 1654, King William's War from 1689 to 1697, Queen Anne's War from 1702 to 1713, Father Rail's War from 1722 to 1725, King George's War from 1744 to 1748, Father Lelouch's War from uh, 1749 to 1755, the French and Indian War from 1754 to 1763, the American Revolutionary War from 1775 to 1783, the War of 1812 from 1812 to 1815, the rebellions of 1837 and 1838, the Fenian Raids, which ran from 1866 to 1871, the Red River Rebellion from 1869 to 1870, the Northwest Rebellion of 1885, the Second Boer War from 1899 to 1902, the First World War 1914 to 1918, the Allied Intervention in the Russian Civil War, 1919 to 1925. The Second World War, 1939 to 1945. The Korean War, 1950 to 1953. The Gulf War, 1990 to 1991. The Yugoslav Wars from 1992 to 1995. The Somali Civil War from 1993 to 1995. The Kosovo War from 1998 to 1999 and the war in Afghanistan from 2001 to 2014. There's also Operation Mobile, the uh, intervention um, in the Libyan Civil War in 2011, the Mali War, which we first started in 2012 and is continuing to the present, and of course, Operation Impact, which is anti-ISIS operations in Iraq and Syria from 2014 to 2020. We said we're gonna pull out before the end of the year. That is a total history of 412 years. And if we want to, and I say 412 years in the sense of using the founding and settling of Quebec City as, you know, the start of Canadian history in terms of 
continual habitation of colonies. And if we use that as our reference point, then in 412 years of our nation's history, we have been at peace for only 123 years. That equates to 30% rounded up of our total history spent at peace. Now, if we decide to sort of cheat and use uh, the founding of Canada, the self-governing dominion in 1867, then okay, we've been at peace uh, for 66% of our nation's history, if we decide to go with July 1st, 1867. But even then, depending on who you ask, that shouldn't count because of the Cold War as well, so there would be even less time. Like I said, depending who you ask, it gets a little tricky. But in terms of all the things that led to Canada, the nation we know, all those earlier wars and rebellions that I mentioned are a part of that. They, they led to this, and so it's really disingenuous of everyone from the Canadian government to the various provinces who are responsible for uh, education to the teachers in the classroom who just go along with the narrative of, yeah, we're, we're kind and peaceful now, right? And so clearly it was always this case. No. And, you know, n no wonder people say Canadian history is boring because most of them don't know about these. And some of them are quite frankly terrifying and others are just kind of silly and very small scale. But we don't talk about it. And so we by ignoring this and trying to buy into a false narrative of our own history because it's comforting and convenient, we're actually, weirdly enough, ostracizing our own people from their own history and they're finding it boring and less people want to take note of our history and understand where we as a people come from. And by being disingenuous, it's harmful to your average Canadian and it paints things in this unnecessary light of warmth and goodness when so many of us know even with our current struggles today is definitely not the case we should study this and more kids in schools in Canadian schools should know about this so that they do have a better understanding of why things are the way they are why the borders are where they are why certain provinces exist why certain things continue to happen in our nation due to historical precedent. This is all tied together, but we don't teach it. And that's what's bothering me today.